0: Yeah, we are gathered here today to remember Gareth Rex Bowden and, um, just to celebrate the life that he had. And, uh, and there's, uh, just wanted to let you know there's people that have joined us from around the world on, um, on Google and, uh, we just welcome those people too. People who are up at 3 a.m. in the morning in Australia, people who are in the UK and Canada and, um, and America. So, welcome to you guys too. I just wanted to start with a prayer and, um, and then we can get going. So, Father God, we just, we just thank you for this time together. We just dedicate this time to you, Lord Jesus. And we just pray that you'd give us peace in our hearts just to remember Gareth and, and what he brought to this world. And how much he glorified you and what he did. And we just thank you for that. We just dedicate this time to you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Cool, so we're going to follow the following uh, proceeding, which is to sing um, two worship songs. To God be the glory, and then blessed assurance. Then we'll, we'll have a Bible reading, a uh, short message, and then... A song, a virtual recording of a song by Coral Ballinger in London. Uh, then we'll follow that with some speeches of remembrance. And then a, a final song and a, a closing prayer. So that's the, the order. And we'll hand over to Bonita and Margie just to sing the songs. And if you could be upstanding, please. Thank you, Margs and Bon. Okay, this, uh, this morning's reading um, comes from Luke, chapter 12, verse 4 uh, to 7. Uh, it says, I tell you, my friends, do not fear those who kill the body, and after that have nothing more that they can do. But I will warn you whom to fear. Fear him. Who, after he has killed, has authority to cast into hell? Yes, I tell you, fear him. Are not five sparrows sold for two pennies, and not one of them is forgotten before God? Why, even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, you are of more value than many sparrows. I, I chose this reading because I, there's, there's a couple of things. First of all, I think it's relevant to Gareth's life that he led. He was a man who left nothing on the table, who persevered and was not afraid of, of what would happen to him and his body in, in the process. And I, as a grandchild of Gareth, I only see this in, in how he lived his life you know, the stories of being dead on the operating table at some point when they were trying to resuscitate him and brought him back to losing his eye, and then still persevering and carrying on. And, and a number of other times where his, his body is, has been at pains. And even through all of this, I mean, giving his time to dedicate to building this church, um, he, always, he always had the, the future in mind. And although he, he didn't live a life where he was living to, to try and live a life where he would absorb everything that, made, that he would made in this life to his death, he lived a life where he knew he was contributing and living a life that, that God would, be, would prove of in the end. And I think it's important for us to also recognize that, that in this scripture, it talks about being aware of, of the one who can kill you and send you to hell. And, and I think the other thing that when that, that moment happens that you will leave this, this earth, none of us are aware. I mean, it's, and it speaks of, you know, death coming like a thief in the night, and not being aware of when this will happen and it was in speaking to Dorothy, my grand that that this reality hit me because earlier in the year there was an incident where we thought we'd lost gareth and and then Dorothy had a turn, and we thought that she was next, and so <laughs> we all were in a situation where it was like. No, it's, it's Dorothy's gonna go first. No, it's, and then all of a sudden, you know, on an unsuspecting evening of Friday the 15th of October, Gareth, sitting in his chair, passed away. And, um, we, you know, we, we ca- cannot ex- expect to know what it is like when someone close to us is, is gone. And it's only when that person leaves us that we realize that the time is now and it has happened. And I think for each one of us, it's a, it's a, it's a reality check in terms of, you know, when that time comes, is the, the thing that, that's taking our life is not the thing that's going to send us to hell. And so I would just say that, you know, to focus on the things that are important which is to glorify God in our lives and to to focus on him. The other thing just to mention, I mean, I was looking over some, some newspaper articles of Gareth's earlier part of his life where I was not born yet, <laughs> 60s and 70s I'm talking about. And, um, you know, he was a man who persevered and saw opportunities and took them and I would say that in today's terminology or words, we would use, we would call that an entrepreneurial man, and in the Bible, they talk about the kingdom of heaven is, you know, strong men lay hold of the kingdom and take ground, and I think that speaks to entrepreneurialism. Some people might, have, might think of Donald Trump as a political entrepreneurial man, but um I think that we forget that, that sometimes it is about putting ourselves out there and, and putting ourselves in the firing line and standing for what we believe in. And I think Gareth was a person who, who represented that. And so when I read the scripture, it made me think of, of all those times that, that Gareth put himself out there, whether it was in business in his faith, in what he believed in, in who God was in his life. And, and I think that, you know, we, we have this idea in our heads of this man who was a father, a grandfather, a husband, a friend, and, and someone who, who took ground. And, uh, I think that we can, we can remember that in, in how he lived his life. The other thing, that I just wanted us to, to also consider was that he was also a man who was, who was humble enough in circumstances to, to accept those circumstances and move on. And I think it speaks to a man who had both courage and, you know, a belief as well as humility in how he lived his life. So... I think that's that's all I'm going to share this morning. I think uh, I would like to to also now just uh, play the video if it's if it's possible, the song from from Coral, and then after that we'll have a few words of remembrance. Cool. Thank you, Coral um, Ballinger, uh, Garrett's oldest daughter uh, and twin to Lysandra. Um, so. Next, what we'd like to do, um, I've got a video from, uh, from actually Tony and Coral, which we'll play just a, one of the first speeches of remembrance. And then if anyone else would like to say anything, then you can come up. Hello all to
1: our extended family in South Africa. We come together today in commemoration of Dad's life and we would like to say that we were sorry to not be able to see him before he passed away, but um, travel restrictions and other problems we were facing over here didn't make that possible, but at least we are together, whether it be uh, online or sitting together in a room somewhere, to remember the man that he was and what he meant to all of us. And, um, I think, well, I didn't really get to know dad all that well, but, um, I do remember that he offered to take me fishing so many times. And for one reason or other, I never ever got out on the boat with him, but maybe we'll be able to do that in heaven one day. So, you know, we all have memories of him and, um, we, we sorry that he's gone, but, uh, praise the Lord. He knows the Lord. And also he went quickly, which is a blessing. Um there was not a, a continuation of his suffering. But to mom and others, um we sorry for your loss, we really are. We love you and we miss you, and hopefully early next year um Coral at least will be able to come over and uh see you all. So um that's me said, I'll just hand over to Coral now. Um, <coughs> it's it's um very very uh, we're, um, we're very sad about what's happened to daddy and um we just want to stand with you guys in in prayer and um just trust the lord that this time will <clears throat> go quickly and that um you will all come out of this uh, and not feel too sad hearted for too long um we just thank the Lord for Daddy and for the wonderful work that He did in Daddy's life, um, in turning him around, bringing him back to him to, to the Lord so that we know that we will see Daddy in heaven. and we thank you Lord, for that. Thank you family. Love you all. Love you all. We'll say goodbye from wet, cold, miserable, actually sunny at the moment, England. Yeah. Until so we see you next year. God bless. We love you all. Lovely. Bye.
0: Cool. Um, Paul, want to come
2: up? Hello, everyone. <laughs> I don't always like um, holding a mic. I haven't done this in a while. Um, let me just open up my piece of paper, if you don't mind. I might read it, because I might need to. Just hold on. Okay. Um, I just want to say thanks for everyone coming today. Thanks for the time, and uh, yeah, i just thank you in sharing this day and celebrating my dad and uh, our father and our dad. Uh, thanks to Dylan just for leading the service, and um, it, couldn't, it can't be easy, and I just want to say thanks very much. Thank you to Liz and Cliffy for the support and assistance that you've given Dorothy and Dad over the last year. Um, yeah, you guys are, are amazing. Liz, I've got a question for you. Why are you amazing? And because you're my brother. Sister. Hey, I'm messing up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> My dad lived and schooled in Durban for a period of time. He was in Johannesburg. He went to St. John's College uh, for a few years. And um, he actually was at Treetop Pre Primary as well. And uh, that's opposite Musgrave Center, if you don't know where that is. As far as I know, it's still there today. And Dorothy actually attended it as well. Um, it's quite amazing. He was very active. He played a lot of water polo. He surfed a lot at his younger younger years, and then he moved on to water skiing. Um, He was always in very good, decent shape, and it's just uh, you can see why he lived as long as he did and and uh, why he was so strong physically. He went into business early on in his working career. He he started and built a few companies within the construction industry and trade, he experienced a lot of success. In business, he was very good at it. He was great at it. Just to echo what Dylan was saying earlier, he's always had a relentless work ethic, which any, any of you that know him will, will attest to, and he is one of the most driven, goal-oriented people I've ever known. He could always see the positive side of any situation, and he had this calm, deep voice that would always blanket any situation that potentially could have gotten out of control, and it was always so direct, and for me, growing up, I I always knew, and I could hear that voice from very far, and it just carried, and I knew when he spoke, things were gonna be okay. He was confident, he was often theatrical, in his behavior especially in social settings he needed absolutely no encouragement at all my my dad had an inability to get embarrassed i honestly can't remember a single moment when when he was embarrassed ever and and i, I always knew that if i challenged him publicly or whatever i would i would just have to go the whole way because i he would never, ever get embarrassed whatsoever. And he would feel always so comfortable with himself and who he was. And it's always something that I've admired about him. I mean, a lot of my friends have I've seen him naked. A lot of my friends. Jenna's seen him naked as well. It's just, <laughs> I don't know. In the middle of the day, drops the clothes, jumps, in for, jumps into the pool. It's just, just how he was. He didn't care. He didn't, he didn't hold back for anything. I'm not sure how many people are aware of this with him, but he, he likes to talk. I mean, he really likes to talk. We would, uh, when we were at school, yeah, it's, it's getting many years back now, um, our friends would, would come to the house and, uh, and we'd, we'd get them to ask him a question about anything. How to make a surfboard or how to make a, how to make a boat or, or anything. How to make a chair or how to build a house. And he was often in the garage And, uh, we would leave them there together and a couple of other mates would just leave my mate there and walk out and go do something else. And he would still be standing there 20 minutes later. It, and, uh, it was completely one way dialogue. It was just, he was just engaged with, with my mate and he didn't let him go. And he said, okay, my boy, you've asked me a question. I'm going to teach you everything I know about this subject. And, uh, it was, (laughs) it happened all the time. um, Yeah, he knew a lot. He was really someone that experienced almost everything that life had to offer. He took full advantage of the fact that life is a one-time offer. Absolutely just experienced everything. He never held back. He was very brave. When When I initially heard of dad's passing. It was on Friday night. Um, yeah, Dorothy actually tried to phone me and then he, uh, he phoned uh, Jen, my wife. And um, yeah, I wasn't, when I found out about it, I wasn't, I wasn't initially so emotional. I mean, because I had been preparing for it for some time. And I, then I started to question myself, Is this, is this normal? Am I really feeling the right way? And then the next day, I thought, look, I'll give Dorothy some time, some space. And then the next day, I phoned phoned Dorothy, and I I just wanted to understand how did he go and and the details of that, and was it it, uh, painless? Um, And uh, she just went on to say how how much Dad loved her. And and then I realized that at that moment that... um, That, that all that mattered at that moment was, was their love for each other. And, um, and that's when I, when I absolutely cracked. It was just, hey, you, you made me fall apart there, Dof, so thanks. But, uh, but that's the reason why I'm not crying right now, because uh, then I realized that, that that's all that mattered. You know? it, was, it was your love for each other, and, uh, and you cared for him so much, and it was nothing to do with anything else. Uh, you know where you lived, what he, what he achieved, and um, it was it was raw, it was authentic, and it was really real and um, that 's amazing. <sighs> to our dad, to my dad i haven 't always walked in step with you. I know that I admit that. I will never forget the huge impact that you 've had on my life, be it be it positive or negative. I will always love you, and I promise to use what I've learned to always drive forward and to never go back. To Chris, James, Lance, Kingsley, I don't know why I need so many kids, but uh, I don't know how many of you have had nine kids. Hand up. Yeah. Sharon, Liz, Lysandra, Coral, and... And myself, I just wanted to say to all of us that he he loved us all. He was very proud of all of you and and me. And he would often talk, you know, about all of us and all of you and third party. And I, and I clearly remember like the way he, he highlighted everyone. And, and I know that he was here today. He would, he would want to say that. I've come to realize that he's, he's shared special relationships with each and every one of us, and he loved us in our own way. And just in closing, I know there are things that I don't, I don't or I may never will completely understand about him, but he was definitely, he was, and still will always be, one of the most incredibly interesting, knowledgeable people. A little bit complex at times, but I'll, that I'll ever know. And as I've grown older, I've realized that life and this place that we live in is, is also a little bit complex at times. I will always love you, Dad, your son, Paul.
0: Thank you, Paul. If there's anyone else who would like to share a word... Um,
3: I thank you all for, for coming and celebrating um, Dad's passing. It's true to say that Mom, a, a, we actually should be attending Mom's funeral because she uh, she was told that she had terminant cancer and that she wouldn't have long to live at all. And um, I think it was August, that uh, end of August, that... She was supposed to pass away from this cancer, and um, doctors, through treatment, um, apparently she's uh, recovered, and has many, many years uh, to go still, and that's so wonderful. Thank you, God, for that. she is now cured and running on all cylinders with a number of good innings still to go. Thank you, God. She really deserves it. Through Throughout Dad's life, she has... Sorry, my computer's all blurred. Um, anyway, she's been the wings to my father, uh, the, the wind under the wings of my father, and... Um, and she's always been protecting and caring for him until his dying day. She will always be a gem and a star to us all. Dad, a man that, that was done, done, a dynamic achiever that was, that was quite, quite multifaceted and full of love. And I believe he did love and enjoy his kids a lot and all of, and all of us. And all of us him He had lots of daughters and females in his life He loved them all He just could not quite control them all <laughs> Dad hid mem- his memory Dad hid his memory loss for a long time And we, we all kept plotting towards his, ap- towards his approach and instruction Just to find Ourselves more and more disillusioned and surprised <clears throat> with the outcome, and within, and within himself, it was hard for us to all see him progressively losing his short term memory, developing anger and frustration stuck within himself. I trust Dad is now calm, content, and in a better place. My God, may God be. With you, Dad, we, we will all miss you a lot. Lots of love from us all. Thank you, Dad.
0: Cool. If anyone else is uh, going to share anything. No? Cool. I've, I've asked the people... Um, Online, if anyone'd like to say anything, I, I mean, uh, Coral and Tony sent a video, but I haven't had any responses yet. So I think, yeah, we've got a song that we're going to sing, and um, and then we'll close. Oh, let's see. Yeah, we've got a song to sing, and then we'll we'll close. I've just got uh, Zolani who would like to say a few words before we close.
4: Thank you, I'm not here to preach. (laughs) Sounds strange. Standing here looks like you're about to preach. Don't worry. I'm not here to preach. But I've got two memories about Gary Baldwin which is, I want to share with you guys, I think um, as a young age, I think one great thing that I remember, it was men's breakfast. Um, we used to sit down in men's breakfast and I will never forget what he taught me. I think Paul says something, he, when he wants to teach you, he wants to make you sit down and talk to you. And one thing that has been a great, I still remember right now even, sitting down, because in his latest, I want to say to you, Dorothy, you've been a great, amazing wife. There is a wife material that we are looking for. (laughs) So you've been incredible of looking after that man. Because I think looking after the builders, it's a problem. (laughs) They are too messy. But I want to say, well done. But as... Talking as Zolane he actually says to me, he said, "I'm not the preacher, Zolane but I want things get done." He was satisfied when he sees things done. And he see that done with me, and there was a joke, and his latest guy, Henry Dunkel, passed away, I remember, when he lost his eyes. and then Henry Dunkel looked at him and said, "I can borrow you my eye." So you can be able to see. And I remember him looking around and saying, Zolana, can I take yours? Because he was a real Zulu man in him. He managed how to be able to communicate with all different cultures around. You can even hear him speaking the Zulu that is a man that is he's loving. He does not actually see color, but he sees everybody as one. And I remember, actually says it, Zolane, I want to tell you, sometimes if I'm not happy, tell me what is the Zulu word that I'm not happy for the construction guys. And I tell them, I say, (laughs) go away. And then he phoned me. It said the construction guys, they used to give me a problem. What is that word I say? He said, go away, suganawen. And I hear him on the phone, go away, suganawen. And that was him. He was real. He showed who he is. But I want to say to us, he's in a better place. And we wanted to know, everybody around here, we can see the goodness from him. Actually, I think building this around, it was a blessing for us as Sareb 10. But we must look around. He actually, he was the man that used to like to do shortcuts, Dorothy, all the time. But I think one of the great, would I remember, he wants things done. He wants things to get done. And he did not care about all the municipality and everything. It used to bother him much. But I remember, he said, when we want things done, we want to make it done. We're all going to be in a better place. Dorothy, we want to say to you, we leave this place and we may forget everybody can jump into the Akas, but we are not alone. You've got Jesus Christ with you. As well Himself is not alone. It's got somebody that is taking care of you. And I want to tell everybody when we leave this place, we may forget about Garrett around, but we know when we leave this place, there's someone who's loving Jesus Christ as he was loving as well.
0: Thank you, Zolani. Cool. All righty. With that, uh, I think there's tea and coffee outside, and uh, we'll just close in prayer and then be on our way. So Father God, we just thank you for this time together just to remember Gareth. And Father, we just you know, you pray your peace over this family, over Sarepta Church. And Lord, we just pray that we would, we would continue to, to stay fixed and focused on you
2: and to glorify your name in all that we do. Amen.